Relationships aren't always smooth and easy. At times, our loved ones will fail us, and there'll be moments when we also fall short of their expectations. But that doesn't mean our bonds aren't worth fighting for. Quite the opposite. To grow spiritually and emotionally, we need the people God places in our life. Good morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. Let's get them started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Alexis. Thank you so much for your generous donation. It means the world to me. And I pray, pray, pray that God blesses you abundantly. So thank you again, Alexis. Got a couple birthdays going on. My niece, Jordan, shout out, happy birthday. And my cousin, Rainy. (laughs) Hi, Rainy, happy birthday. Thank you for taking such good care, Rita just like a good sister would. So we pray that you guys have a beautiful day today. Amen. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this prayer is for you today, listeners. Father God, I want to lift up my brothers and my sisters. I want to encourage them, Father because they are wonderfully and fearfully made that they have confidence to know that you have something special for them to do and that you've equipped them to do it. Help us to understand that we have an assignment. Help us to know our assignment. Help us to know where our assignment is because We understand, Father, where our assignment is, there is provision. And if we fulfill our assignment, we will have enough provision to pay our bills. So, Father, please open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive as we are faithful with our assignment My brothers and sisters, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And you don't have to reconnect with everyone that you have forgiven. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, 
Don't let me miss your true purpose for my life. I release you to stretch me so I fulfill my calling. Even though it may not be pleasant, I know it will make me more fruitful for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit of fear and lukewarmness. I will not be satisfied with the status quo. I want all you have for me. I resist and repel all destiny altering activities in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that I will walk according to your original plan and your purpose for my life. In the name of Jesus, amen. I feel like I'm being tested, listeners. I'm being tested. And in case some of you are also feeling the same way, embrace it because we are going to pass this test. The devil is a defeated foe. And we're going to call on courage. I'm reading from Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible. And it says, In many ways, adversity is like a boot camp. It's rigorous, painful, and challenging. Difficulties cause us to adopt new routines and habits, to mature in physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of our being, and to grow in our relationship with the Lord. During times of trial, we need to remain courageous and faithful. We also must stay steadfast in our devotion to the Lord as we battle feelings of doubt, feelings of fear, and feelings of limitation. He will provide the strength and hope not only to endure the hardship, but to make the changes that are required of us so that we can claim the blessings of God. Thankfully, we can trust him to transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. To change us so that we live a life honoring him, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and face every hurdle with valor. As a close associate of Moses, Joshua had grown in his faith and leadership abilities. He also knew all about adversity. Without question, the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness had subjected him to physical, relational, spiritual, emotional, and mental hardships that helped him to understand the harsh realities of pain and suffering. Yet Joshua also knew that the Lord was with him and the nation of Israel. So this assurance gave him all he needed to persevere no matter how difficult the situation became. When the time came for the people of God to cross the River Jordan and inhabit the land of promise, the Lord named Joshua as the leader to succeed. Moses, to succeed Moses, and admonished him about being courageous. So listeners, be strong and of good courage, 
For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. That's Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And that's Joshua chapter 1 verse 7. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. So note the three things that require Joshua to be brave. Number one, making decisions that affected other people under his leadership. Number two, keeping the laws and commandments even as changes occurred. And number three, remembering continually that the Lord was with him despite the circumstances which indicated to the contrary. There will be times when each one of us needs courage in exactly the same three areas. The storms of life strike without warning and we find ourselves crying out to God. We need his wisdom. We need hope and we need assurance. And when we measure life's challenges and trials against his mighty power, we gain the courage we need to proceed on to triumph. He has already won the eternal victory for us. Amen. The awareness of God's presence energizes us for our work and adversity is a bridge to a deeper relationship with God. So welcome aboard because we are building a deeper relationship with God. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more. More prayers. In Touch Magazine is going to teach us the secret of contentment and how to find it. What kind of life do you think brings contentment? You might assume it's one with few problems, good health, financial security, and a loving family. But that was not the Apostle Paul's experience. His life was filled with dangers, rejection, personal attacks, beatings, and imprisonment. Yet he claimed to have learned the secret of being content in every circumstance. The source of his contentedness was obviously not his situation. And that can be true for all of us as well. The secret that Paul discovered was to focus on and rejoice in the Lord. I love that. He knew he was spiritually rich and had been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. The comforts and pleasures of this life 
were not worthy to be compared to the eternal glory that awaited him. You can read about it in Romans chapter 8 and Ephesians chapter 1. Contentment is hard to find, and it's even harder to keep. There's always something newer and better to acquire or a more more appealing relationship to pursue. What's more, the hardships of life can easily drag us down if we don't keep our focus on the Lord. When you feel unsatisfied in the least bit, remember all you have in Christ and responding according to these truths rather than your feelings. Remember everything that you have in Christ. Amen. And too often, we let our circumstances determine our attitude. If life is going smoothly, then we feel good. But when it gets hard, our mood drops. As Christians, we don't want to have to live this way. So like the Apostle Paul, we can learn to be content with whatever God brings or allows in our life. God allows various kinds of suffering just to help us mature in our faith and to become more like Jesus. So in these situations, contentment is the ability to accept life as it is, not wanting anything more or different. Such acceptance is possible only if we maintain a biblical perspective and rely on God's strength in our weakness. But if we fight against our circumstances, we'll be miserable because we are resisting the Lord and his purpose for us. He's working out his perfect plan through each and every event in our life. Mm. Even the ones that we don't like. Of course, when hardship is due to abuse or certain other sinful situations, Counselors can help us discern whether self-protection is necessary. Submission and trust are essential for contentment. As long as we try to control the situation or maneuver our way out of it, we will be stressed and discontent. But if we realize that whatever God allows for us is for our good, then we'll be able to surrender our will and desires. Then, by relying on the Lord's wisdom and strength, we will discover the contentment that only He can give. Amen. I want contentment and I want peace. Thank you, Jesus. And then God's way, day by day, if I can put my hand on it. Oh, here we go. It says, for today, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. That's Proverbs 3 verse 13. 
We are called to be wise in every decision of our lives. And we need God's wisdom in our business dealings. We need God's wisdom in our health. We need God's wisdom in our relationships. We need God's wisdom in our parenting, in our finances. And we need God's wisdom in our relationship with him. No area of life is beyond the need for wisdom. Nothing is off limits to God's wisdom and nothing should be ignored by God's word. God's wisdom can be readily applied to every decision or choice that we make, every relationship we have, every emotion we feel, every action we take, every opinion we hold, and every idea or challenge we pursue. We just have to be sure to make wise decisions. Awesome. Awesome. And now God's purpose for your life. I read it every day and there's such a reason because it is such an empowering word. Today's topic is unshakable. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 26 says, His voice shook the earth, but now he has promised saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. When God speaks, everything shakes. And if your life is quaking today, it is going to be because the Lord is communicating with you. He's allowing instability in your life so that you will understand that the foundations you're standing on for your safety and worth are unstable. Ooh. God is ridding you of all that doesn't give you any real security, shaking it to loosen its grip on you, and so you can see it's not working. Oh, goodness. I got to repeat that. God is allowing instability in your life so that you will understand the foundations you're standing on for your safety and worth are unstable. God is ridding you of all that doesn't give you any real security, shaking it to loosen its grip on you, and so you can see that it's not working. Wow. Wow. The Lord also shows us what's absolutely unwavering, and that is His character his word and kingdom. As Christians, we need to know that our eternal relationship with God and our future is secure in Jesus. As David wrote, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Psalm 16. So understanding this, should change how we operate. Why would we devote our time to what is doomed to fail? Instead, 
we should expend our energy on that which will last forever. And since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service. So listeners, serve him. Put your full hope in Christ, and in doing so, you will see that you will stand firm. I love it. Jesus, my trust and hope are in you forever. Amen. What a good word today. Love it, love it. Okay, we'll be back with more. I've got more always. Oh, this is a beautiful message as we start to conclude the podcast. From Trusting God Day by Day, they say you are known by your fruit. Either make the tree sound healthy and good, and its fruit sound, or make the tree rotten, diseased and bad, and its fruit rotten. For the tree is known and recognized and judged by its fruit. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Jesus said that we would be known by our fruit, which means that people can tell who we really are on the inside by what we produce with our lives and by our attitudes. Jesus not only talked about love, but he showed love by his actions. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, He got up daily and went about doing good and healing all those who were harassed and oppressed by the devil. His disciples saw him daily helping people, listening to them, or letting his plans be interrupted in order to help someone who came to him with a need. The disciples saw him make sure they always had money set aside to help the poor. They also witnessed him being quick to forgive and showing patience with the weak. He was kind, humble, and encouraging, and he never gave up on anybody. Jesus did not merely talk about loving people. He showed everyone around him how to love. Our words are important, but our actions carry more weight than our words. The single biggest problem we have in Christianity is that we listen to people tell us what to do. And we even tell others what to do. And then we walk out of our buildings or out of Bible studies and then do nothing. It doesn't matter what we think we know. The proof of what we know is in what we do. You have to constantly ask yourself, what are you doing to actually show love? All of us can be deceived by knowledge and according to the Apostle Paul, we can become blinded by pride of what we know to the point where we can never see that we are not really practicing any of it. We should all make sure there is no gap 
between what we say and what we do. Amen. I love it. Love it, love it. And then strength for each day. Really some good, good information today. It says that God sees all. Proverbs 5, 21. For your ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all your paths. It's interesting to think about the fact that God sees everything we do. And if we were more aware of that truth, perhaps we would be more careful about how we behave. Nothing is hidden from God. He even knows what we will do. He knows what we will think. And he knows what we'll say before we do it. We should do everything we do in Jesus' name. And if we can't, then we should not do it. Mm. God doesn't live in a building. And he's not in a church that we visit once a week. We ourselves are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in us. Read about that in 1 Corinthians. We are his home and his personal representatives. And he makes his appeal to the world through us. And read about that in 2 Corinthians. See, the Lord never leaves us. He is with us all the time. The more we realize this, the more exciting life becomes. God wants to do life with you and be involved in every facet of it. He's not merely interested in only the spiritual aspect of your life, but he wants to be involved in all you do. So let him be involved. Let us pray. Father, thank you that you love me and want to be with me all the time. Help me to recognize your presence in all things and to realize that I am never, ever alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy birthday again, Jordan and Rainey. Thank you for coming to pray with me today. I hope you guys come back tomorrow. Be blessed. Go out and show your love. Bye for now.